and welcome to episode 117 of the Talking Talkie podcast. I'm joined by the wonderful Sam Druff. Hello. And the much more wonderful Nick French. Thank you very much. Good evening. <laughs> Sorry, Druff, just, just <laughs> putting you right straight back down to where, straight away. Um, Fair enough. We're feeling very cheerful after four wins on the trot. Um, things are looking much more hopeful, but that's a little bit worrying that we're all starting to believe and we know what this club is like. Um, but it was a brilliant bank holiday for us. Uh, Drew, what did you make of the game on Good Friday against Eastleigh? It was brilliant. It was really good. It was great to see a big crowd for a starter. Um, it feels like quite a while since we've had 3,000, especially because for the last few home games, we've well, it was circa 15, 1600. Um, I've got my opinions on these community days, but I think they timed it perfectly to try and get people in, in the door. Um, and it, it felt like, I think, off, you know, from the back of two straight wins in the week, obviously Scunthorpe and then and then Boreham Wood, it just felt like one of those we think, actually, we've got, uh, we've got a real chance of building on that. And from the first minute, it felt like we were felt like we were a team pushing to get into the playoffs or or, or up in that direction. Um, Easley offered very little, like very little. Um, but I just thought the way they set up, as in talking, the way Talkie set up, and and the players that, that that started, there was a confidence in the team that I haven't seen since probably back end of last season. I was quite impressed to hear the discipline because it sounded like a pretty ropey game. The referee was having to calm people down quite a lot and we have struggled with our discipline a little bit and I felt like we sort of kept away from that and just concentrated on the game um, and I think that helped us helped us to win. What, what were your take on the match, Nick? Do you know what? I thought it was one of the most professional performances I've seen from us in a long time. We like like you say, we were organized and we were disciplined and and it just goes to show what happens when you've got grown ups playing football, players who are experienced <laughs> in the situation. Um, I think it might have been uh, off the line blog that had said about having Acer, Tom Lapsley, and um was it possibly Jarvis in the same side? And oh no, it was Moxie, that's right. Um, and and actually, of the seven games they've played, we've won four or five of them which goes to show what happens when you've got those players in the side. It's all very well having, you know, Moxie there and, and Lapsley in, at times, but the, the stability that Ace has brought it back into that midfield is, is nothing short of phenomenal. Um, and if you'd looked at the, the, both of those two sides on, on Friday, you would have probably thought that we were the side sat in the playoffs looking to, to push on and that Eastley were the ones that would be, you know, bang in trouble. I'm going to build on that, Nick, actually, because I, I agree. And I think you say about grown-ups, and I think a player that we, now we all know, and I, I wax lyrical about him all the time, so I, think, I just think he's incredible. But we all know what Asa Hall can do. But Kevin Dawson coming in is a bit like Asa Hall with almost like a two more years' worth of legs, or his legs are sort of two years younger or something, because he's just been outstanding. And I think... The person who's benefited from those two starting in the field is Tom Lapsley, because Tom can go back to being the player he is. I feel like with the absence of Asa Hall, we really see Lapsley's limitations. And when he tries to overplay, that's when he can get himself in trouble and, and fly into needless bookings. And I think him playing with two, because yes, he's got some experience, Tom, but he is a young player still, really. 
And I think him playing with two proper midfielders rather than, with all due respect, McGavin and uh, Ryan Hansen, I feel like we're, we're seeing the Tom Lapsey that we got to know last season. I, I quite liked as well that, like you said, you know, it was clear to, it's clear to hear really that we were just attacking from the beginning. We wanted to win that game. We're not, we're not, we, I think for a little bit of our season, even when we were right down the bottom, it felt like we were playing for draws and, and it didn't feel like that on Friday at all. Um, and, you know, like with Lapsy, it's good to, good to have him back and, and hear that he's not getting himself sent off <laughs> as well. I think that's my problem I have with Lapsy a little bit is that his discipline is a little bit all over the place. He's a walking um, booking at the best of times. And that's, like I say, that's why having Asa Hall next to him, it, it's just like, I don't know, it's, I nearly made an analogy that I think again properly cancelled there. It's a bit like having a, like an overexcited child and you just need a grown up with him to go, just take a, take a deep breath, mate. Take a chill pill and, you know, do your thing. You know, there's no need to swear at the referee. There's no need to fly into tackles. Just, you know, be passionate, but channel it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the discipline that that, that 11 showed in the face of some, some quite fierce tackles, some really robust challenges, you know, the actual... The, the the play the football itself was really good but but none of those players allowed themselves to get bullied but also none of them shied away from from challenges but but didn't get involved needlessly where they didn't need to it was it was just that the professionalism within that that game was quite fantastic there was a quite a lot from Easterly as well of really making a lot of quite fair challenges as well really sort of rolling around on the ball um it sounded quite voracious um what if you if you sort of isolated uh the, the analysis to friday do you think before we move on to the next game do you think this is a team that will stay up yes um i i just saw i mean again credit to lapsley because his finish was just fantastic it's something that you know you, you kind of forget that he does have in the locker um but even players like jack stobbs who i i'd only seen once uh, prior to Friday and, and uh, Dagenham game and I thought it was appalling I thought it was a competition winner one of the worst players I've seen in years Friday was a different player he's playing like an experienced pro the ball that he put in for Asa Hall's goal was one of the best free kick crosses I've seen in years uh, I, I, he was right in front of me perfect amount of whip but so much pace on it that of course, it was going to be Asa Hall that got a header on target. And I've seen a few people say that the goalkeeper should have done better. And I, I, I disagree. I, I couldn't disagree more because when there's so much pace on that free kick and Asa Hall makes the perfect bit of contact to just flick it into the net, it would have to be right at the keeper for him to stop it because there'd be so much pace on that. And you wouldn't have it, you know... I don't think we give credit enough for that. And I, I, I can't really blame the goalkeeper at all. And if it was Halstead, I wouldn't have a problem because it was such a good ball in and a header just to redirect the, the pace of the ball. Any goalkeeper is going to struggle to keep that one out. Yeah, it was a really, it was a really good header. It was one of those that, like you say, with, with the pace and the, the, the whip that had been put on that ball, he was really just redirecting it. That He didn't have to do an awful lot of work. Um, you know, I think the, the ball in had done the majority of the work. It was about finding the header. Um, and that's another reason why it's great having Asa back in the side, because he finds those gaps. 
He finds the little spaces. He's so intelligent. This is the thing. He finds those little spaces where Jarvis has, has, I mean, has done phenomenally. I, I, you know, absolutely no criticism of him, but he's trying to be in two or three different places for crosses and and very often will will not be in the right place because he's gone to the front post and the cross goes to the back post or what have you. But when you've got Acer, you've got Frank Nuble, you've got Jarvis attacking those those balls, you can put the ball anywhere because there are three very, very capable footballers on the end of it. And and that's what Acer showed. He just guided that ball. So it definitely 100%. makes you think. Like how many goals Jarvis could have scored with a little bit of a stronger team behind him well, as well? well, well yeah, I mean, a, a to stronger be honest, team, but also he didn't really play before October. So if you, if well, you that's put, what I was going to say. If you put this I, team and give Jarvis the extra 10 games, Jarvis is on 20, 25 goals, and we're, we're sat just outside the playoffs, probably. Well, the thing is, you, 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 yeah, 100%, you look at it and you think at the start, we had three strikers we signed, Goodwin, Jarvis and Andrews. Jarvis got injured in pre-season. We're playing a fat Corey Andrews who couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo with Will Goodwin, who was... Will Goodwin was outstanding. I mean, he, he was as you know good as it gets at this level, really, for us. We brief, they, they had a brief spell together, which I thought they looked good uh, as a partnership, and I thought they would grow, but obviously we couldn't keep hold of Goodwin. He, he got... Uh, I ended up at Cheltenham or something. But then, since then, Jarvis has been playing with Again, no disrespect, but amateur footballers, you know, top Vadahunzi isn't a good footballer, I'm afraid. And I'm not sure if he's injured or if we just kind of keep a loan space free, but he would be, you know, he'd naturally the player that you would take out because, like you say, now he's got Frank Nuble or Nuble to do. I, I, said, I said before he started playing, I said Nuble could not score a goal for us and he would still have a huge impact if he gives Jarvis that bit of space. You know, Jarvis, rather than having two defenders on him and try and work both channels and the centre-forward position, he's now got a player that's taken away a defender or two defenders and he can actually play as a striker. So, yeah, if, if we'd have had that, I couldn't agree more, if, if we'd have had this team playing like this all season, we'd be laughing. I think we'd be ready to upset the playoffs and ruin Notts County's season. I think definitely with some of the quality of the sides we played against as well, we can see that we would have <coughs> got into the playoffs. Um, you know, easily weren't looking strong at all. But um, you said it wouldn't matter if Frank Nubley didn't score for us, but we don't have to worry about that now. So, because uh, we'll move on to Monday's game where he scored two great goals. Uh, Nick, what did you make of Monday's game? Monday's game was, was a, I mean, it was a continuation of the, the confidence, really, that we'd gone into from Friday's game. Um, I think at the moment we're, you know, it's, it's about working hard in that first half hour. It, you know, we break the game up into thirds. We we've, we've actually seem to have learned how to earn the right to win a game rather than rather than losing that game or going one nil up and getting a bit overconfident. We've actually gone in and battled through half an hour. That's but, what know, I loved about it though. Like even when we let in the goal, we let in the goal because we just kept pushing even though we were free up. Yeah, it just seems like through. a complete mentality change. Yeah, completely. Absolutely. I mean, you you see what the what the actual you know that that run of run of form and those those couple of wins. I mean, it's it's identical to last year. I think a couple of people have said it that this time last year we went on a run of four straight wins. Um, you know, it it just it just seems to be that that he's found this this formula again. If he's found it too late, he's found it too late. You know, it's, it's one of those things that, that we can't do anything about the position that we're, we're in at the moment. 
yeah, okay, if we'd gone on a run of four wins in February, we probably wouldn't be sat here having the same conversation now because we'd be out of it. But, you know, it it just, like I say, it, it seems that with, with the last four games, we've only used 12 starters, and that's only where Kieran Evans has come out and Lapsley's come back in for the last couple. Um, but it's a settled lineup. It's... It is it, like I said it earlier on. It's grown-up footballers. It's players with actually a, a, a winning mentality and a, and a Gary Johnson mentality. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Monday was was a really impressive win because it was one of those where we didn't sit back and get nervous with one goal. We went on and pushed on. And I mean, the job that Nublo's done since he came in is nothing short of sensational. He's he's almost what you know single-handedly galvanize the supporter base i mean certainly on on social media he's he's interacted with the supporters you know everybody seems to have taken to him he works hard he's a battering ram up front and he really did get his reward um I yeah think 100%. Me as well, like when i was watching the goals he put those goals in that so many of our other players wouldn't have been able to he had that experience that calm like approach to putting those in and, and yeah the first his first goal was a goalkeeper's mistake, but I just think the composure that he showed to get that in the net is not something we would have seen. Um, what are your thoughts, Sam? Yeah, echo Nick, really. It's, it's, a, it's a team that have got a bit of confidence for the first time. Um, and let's be honest, uh, it's, it, we, 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 it feels like for the first time this season, we're actually watching a Gary Johnson team. We're watching a team of the way that Gary Johnson wants, wants his players to be playing. Um, I think I, th- I think to go there, uh, you know, away from home, and it almost feels like they're running on adrenaline and just kind of pure, you know, fuck it attitude. It fe- that's that's what it feels like. It's not, you know, if we're going to go down, we're not going down without a fight. And to go there and go three nil, you know, like you say, not go one nil up and then sit back. Go three nil and you know, effectively just comprehensively win a game, which we just haven't done this season. To do that and then, you know, Nubel to get his first two, Jarvis to get another one. Uh, shame we didn't get a clean sheet, but, you know, it doesn't really matter now. And I think it, every team above us is will be thinking shit. They'll be looking over their shoulders because we've got, we've got a team that, it feels like they, they they could beat anyone at the moment, and you know if we got Chesterfield away coming up, I don't, I'm not worried about that. You know, you you look at the Oval manager in his post match interview on Monday. He said, "Oh yeah, we have Frank Newell already, and he's going to keep talking up." They'll all be looking over their shoulders, thinking, "Great, the team that we thought were goners." That you know, most clubs would have thought, you know, before we started this run, that there was one relegation spot available, and it was. You know, us, Maidstone and, and Scunthorpe were down. Maidstone and Scunthorpe are now down. Um, it, I, I think Yeovil are gone. And I think, every, like I say, every team above us will be looking over their shoulders thinking that they're not, you know, they'll, they'll be going with the attitude of Torquay are going to win every game now. That's that's how they'll be feeling, I guarantee it. And, and do you think that that's what we need to do to say it? Um. I think there's going to, you know, we've got, what, four? Is it four games? There are going to be so many twists and turns in that 
in the space of the next four games. But I think it's just a case of winning the next game, you know, and I'm, I'm sure because I'll come on to it anyway, but, you know, we're going to the game against York. They're, are they nine ahead of us at the moment, points-wise? Yeah, they're 49, we're 43, so they're six points, but we have got the Chesterfield game on them, I think. Well, that's the thing, yeah, so six points. If we beat, you know, we've dragged Maidenhead right into it on Saturday, on Monday. Right, like they're, whether they like it or not, they're now in a bit of a scrap. If we beat York, they're going to be thinking, bugger. You know, because if, if we then get a point at Chesterfield, all of a sudden we are looking so strong. And it's all on momentum. You know, you look at all the teams around us. I think uh, so Gates had on a hell of a run. I think they've got themselves out of it. But apart from that, we're the only team that are actually winning games. Some of them have won some, lost some, drawn some. Uh, I would have shot a good comeback against Eastley, but, you know, they didn't win it. And I think it's it's almost like, I was saying the other day, it's like knockout football. You know, it's just win your next game. That's all that matters. And I think, I don't think we'll beat Wrexham. I don't know if we'd lose. Them. I don't know, though. Like, they might have nothing to play for in that last game. And when you've got nothing to play for, you might they might start playing their kids. If Wrexham no. win the league the week before, they will be on the piss for the week. Yeah. Uh, you I know, think they'll it, play a different side. There, there, are, there, are so many, there are so many different permutations there. You know, you could end up having 6,000 sellout with Wrexham needing a point to win the league and us needing to win to stay up. Um, you know, it, and absolutely anything could happen. Like you say, Sam, it's, and it has been for the last month or the last few weeks, it's, it's win the next game, win the next game and see what happens because I can guarantee you that, that none of those sides, Maidenhead especially, sat there on 49 points with five, six games to go, whatever they had, you know, at no point would they have thought, well, you know, we, we, we're in a relegation battle because they would have just been thinking we, we only need a point or two over the next five or six games to secure that safety. They haven't got those points. They've been beaten by us. We've got a game in hand. So, you know, you can. And it's it's quite incredible, really, the way that the season has panned out, because two weeks ago we were we were dead and buried. We were completely out of it. And all of those sides sat there on 49 points. I mean, there are there are probably nine sides you know obviously you take out the, the couple that have already been relegated but there are nine sides at the bottom of the division and the sides that are up there with 49 points still aren't safe we haven't even no, been talking not. we haven't even really been talking about Maidenhead have we we haven't no. we haven't we haven't thought that they were involved in this battle with us you know two weeks ago I'm pretty sure we had to drag people onto the pod to do it we thought it was over people had stopped going to games and then you know, all of a sudden we're now talking about teams that we didn't think would we'd even need to consider. So I think I think Sam's right. Like they're probably going to be more worried. And but I feel like regardless of whether we go down or not, like for me, it's really really good to see that we're going down with a fight and not just going right, yeah. just rolling over. There's so many games we've just rolled over in the last like, ten minutes. We've got someone sent off and just listening to it and it just feeling like we weren't even really trying or, or perhaps we were or just thought we just weren't good enough and that there's nothing we could do yeah um, I completely agree it's it's I mean it, it's it's very frustrating when you look back at those games where we've lost games in the last 10 minutes where you know Dagenham we were 1-0 up with 12 minutes to go south end we've thrown a, we've thrown a point away I think that you know that you, you could you could quite easily put those points that we have absolutely thrown down the drain 
into double figures and we wouldn't be having the conversation. But at the same time, had we not won the last four games and shown that that fight and that incredible spirit that they have shown, we wouldn't be having that conversation either. So, um, it, also, we might not yeah. have signed Frank Nuble if we'd had won some of those games, and we might have won some of those and lost these. So, you know, I don't know. That's I feel thing. I think it's we would still have been down there. Uh, yeah, I, it's so you know, it's all ifs, buts, and maybe. I mean, it's funny. Like I'm going in when we when I went on Friday, I was thinking. You know, I, I I thought we'd get something out of it, but I wasn't convinced that, you know, we were, get, we were on the right tracks. And then I was kind of li- half listening on Monday, half, I'll be honest, obviously I did watch the Wrexham uh, Notts County game. Um, but from listening to it and at full time, I thought, you know what, I, th- I think we've got a chance here, especially because results went our way. And I think if we win on Saturday, for me, it's, it's really on. Do you know something else that that really, really highlighted to me how things have, have changed was Gary Johnson's um press like not press conference, but his his post-match comments. That that's that's a bloke who looks like he's taken Viagra in the last week. He was he was proper. <laughs> Speaking he was like perky. a man who knows. <laughs> he was he was he was proper up for it now. You know, you've seen him before where he's been a little bit tetchy, a little bit critical of the, you know, some of the supporters. He, he was buggering off straight down the tunnel, um, you know, after we were losing games. Those comments that, you know, that, that they, the, the, the little interview obviously after the game, you know, that, that bloke is a, is a guy who's not lost his passion. He's not lost his, his you know, will to win. And he's, it, it was just, it was night and day from, from some of those comments he was making after, after particularly things like the Dorking game where he had, was it the Dorking game where he had a little pop at the fans that left five yeah, minutes from the early. end? And yeah. it was, he was, he, he spent most of the season not, I mean, he hasn't been digging out the people that everybody else wants him to. And fair enough, he's retained his professionalism and, and you know, we can say whatever and, and, and we have before, but he's, he's kind of picked on the people that actually he needs the support from. Um, but looking at his reactions after the last two or three games, there's absolutely no way that you can say that he's resigned himself to anything or that he's given up. And it was, it was just, it was lovely to see him with a big smile on his face. You know, it looks like he's coming into his element this part of the season back against the wall. And he is, he sent his team out swinging and he's come out fighting as well. It's, it's been really nice. I guess you're we're absolutely on the subject right. of him. Sorry, Sam, go ahead. I'll ask the question. So I, I was just going to say, I think, you know, other managers, uh, at the other clubs who are in this with us, I bet they're thinking, fucking of course we're against Gary Johnson, you know? <laughs> and it's not like, like you say, it's not the Gary Johnson from earlier in the season who just, you felt it was a bit like, it was almost, you know, watching someone on live support. It's it's like Gary Johnson, like I say, who's, I'm not gonna, I can't really think of a better analogy, but Gary Johnson, he's clearly on fire, you know, at a blue pill and it's like, right, fucking do this. I guess the question I have then is that if he keeps us up, do you want him to stay for next season? I want him is to he, stay is he the manager for next season, basically? I, I want him to stay regardless. I feel confident. I feel safe when he's there. Um, but if we go down, my biggest my biggest issue is like what the owner's going to do. I, I don't know. He's not going to be on small money. It really wouldn't surprise me if they say, 
yeah, we're not renewing your contracts. They're bringing Steve Tully. I, if it was up to me and we had a bottomless pot of cash and a, and a proper owner, then yeah, I'd, I personally I'd keep him. If if he if he felt like he's he had it in him, I'd I'd leave it up to him. But yeah, I, I I agree completely. I think it's it's one of those. I think if you'd asked me the same question two weeks ago before these wins, I'd have probably sat here and said, you know, even if by some miracle he keeps us up, it's probably time for him to go. But he's like he's like a new man, he, you know. It, it obviously it's going to depend on the backing that he gets from from the club, and all he needs to do is take in what he's done in you know in in some of the work he's done over the last two seasons now, where actually they've given him a bit of backing midway through the season. You know, fair play to whoever's whoever signed off on the the Nuble deal because that he's not going to be on small money. He's not going to have come down for five weeks on. 500 quid a week you know he's he's going to have had quite quite lofty demands i would imagine well, it's a bit strange isn't it we've suddenly got a manager performing that wasn't um you know someone with the money has made the decision that frank Nuble can come so clearly clearly um, somebody somebody there has, has signed off on whether it's george edwards whether it's clark osborne whoever it is and i'm not one to give the blokes credit because i think that they you know they are draining uh, Right, I'll stop. I'm going to stop there. I'm not going to go into that. Um, but whoever it is that signed off on the deal, fair play. You know, you've you've done something yeah. that is actually quite possibly going to preserve the status in this division. Um, to me, you look at you look at the two of them up front, and actually you've got two players there who who you could quite easily build your team around. Keep Dawson on. Give Acer another year. Whether Acer plays every game, whether he has to come off after an hour every game, I don't really give a shit. Just do... You can see what's working. All I'd ask for is a little bit of pace in the side at the beginning of next season because that's the thing we miss. I just um, think as well, for me, like a better start to the season. Because yeah, but, like when we just start poorly like this, like obviously this season it's gone on for a bit longer than the start of it, but when we just don't start with any conviction, we're just chasing our tails for the rest of the season. And... You're, you're just getting other teams just flying off and yeah. we're and it takes us 10 15 20 games to to really click so i'd like to see that be a bit better this, last year we had duke mckenna that came in and he he turned things around completely he was he was the player and then this year you've had nuble come in now yeah okay maybe if he'd come in earlier then that that change would have happened earlier um but in terms of your original question about you know gary johnson yeah i, I keep him if he's if he's got this vigour and this this energy going into the start of next season, with he's going to have some of those players. Jarvis will be on, you know, two years. You know, I I, I think you you would do you have to go an awful long way to find somebody that will do a better job than Gary Johnson, regardless of whatever the you know whatever the situation is. Yeah, no, I agree. I think. Um... I almost think the same, even if we go down. I can't see there being a better option. Um, although I, I agree with you, Nick, I have felt like at times this season, time is up. But um, it's never boring supporting Torquay, is it? At least we've got something to... At least we're not mid-table, mid-mediocrity. So um, looking forward then to... We've got a really big game on Saturday. Um, what are your predictions? Sam, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win. I... I I just think the way they're playing at the moment and the confidence they've got, especially if we get a decent home crowd and and they make make the noise early on, I, I think it'd be I, th- I think we can 
I think we can win it. And every game, it, 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 the more we keep winning, the more the next game becomes the biggest game of the season, you know, whoever it's against. And I think if you offered me four from the next two, four points from the next two, I'd bite your hand off now. And I, I think that would, I think that gives us one hell of a chance going into the last couple. Uh, yeah, you, you you are you are spot on, aren't you? Really, you know. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a decent atmosphere, whatever happens, because on the back of four wins, you are going to be looking at another crowd of three thousand plus. York fans seem to think that they've sold four hundred plus tickets for you know for the game, which again is you know is is quite some going from them. That's a, that's a hell of a trip down, you know. And they'll be hoping that they can see their team over the line because any anything from that game and they're safe because we're not catching them. Um, essentially, I think have we got a game in hand on the shot? Do they play next Tuesday? I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure on that. I think but we've got a game in hand, haven't we? Regardless of, of how that pans out, if we can better older shots result on Saturday, so uh, ideally, if we can win and they draw. You know, that puts us on the same points and that's going to reel the goal difference in by one or two, say. Then Chesterfield almost becomes one of those games where you can just go with that freedom of having one five in a row. And Chesterfield are a, are a bizarre, bizarre football team. They, Chesterfield they go on... are the best team that I've seen this season. Yeah, but it, it, are they not? Are they not? But, but they've really fallen off like last, last year, mm. they were they were in the playoffs. They were, you know... Well, they Same were trying to get into year. the playoffs and they the brought Paul Cook in. The year before, too. They were always but, up there. And they but we went and we went and beat them 2-0 at home last year. That was that was one of the games. That was the, that was the live on um, BT, was wasn't it? Game, wasn't it? Duke no, McKenna we... scored. Oh, was it? That's, I not, that's when I get, I, got, I got called we... a fat Paco lookalike. <laughs> <laughs> that's, sorry. Just in case that didn't come across in the audio, that's Paco as in P-A-C-O. <laughs> just confirming that an important spelling um who is I a, think which is a nickname get, of someone who is a tall keeper uh, i always think we can get a just in case against chesterfield but i actually think the game on saturday will be really tough um york have had a york are scoring quite a lot of goals at the moment and they are york, york are very hit and miss as well so i think they'll be they'll definitely be quite a lot of goals um there were times on monday as well where us, I do think Halstead's had a much better season, um, but there are times where he still just makes those big errors, and I think York could probably take advantage of those. Um, so I definitely think there'll be goals from both sides. Yeah, obviously you got Mark Ellis at, at York as well, which adds another little, just another little, you know, flavour into the mix, doesn't it? But perfect. I, Put Aaron Jarvis I, on him with a bit of pace. I would not. And we'll I would win not the game fancy. I, I don't think there's any defensive pairing in the league. I don't care whether it's Wrexham or whether it's Maidstone. I don't think there's any central defensive pairing in the league that will look at our two strikers and go, yeah, we're in for a comfortable afternoon. You look at the way that Nuble uh, and Jarvis bullied the Eastley right back on uh, Friday. You know, they, they, get, they put them through the ringer. And I mean, Mark Ellis is 35. I, I would not be at all surprised if, if he didn't last the 90 because they're not going to give I don't him a moment rest. Great. When he played for us this season, I don't think he looked great. He wasn't awful, but if you if, if Aaron Jarvis can get at him, it's actually a game that I'd be really tempted to look at starting Kieran Evans. Not sure if you 
change a winning team. You don't change a winning team, but or even you bring him on because if you put someone like that, you know, against I don't know, I I I think it'd be very cagey. It's two teams that desperately need a win. You know, if they get if they win or even if they get a point, I think that'll see them safe. But they know full well that if they lose, like Nick says, they're they're right in it. They're right in it, and for us, it means we're, you know, we could get out of the relegation zone on Saturday. You know. Well, absolutely. I mean, I, I think the I mean, the only way I think that you would possibly look at Kieran Evans is whether Stobbs is fit or not, because obviously he came off at halftime on Monday. So it's it's I think that Gary Johnson said he, he sort of felt his groin when he bit, put the cross he? in. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, we're never, ever going to get injury news out of, out of the club. So it will be quarter past two on Saturday when the team sheet comes out as to whether Stobbs is in the squad. But if he's not, then Evans plays. But I hope he is because actually I think he's got progressively better stops with all the games he's played. He came in and you could tell he hadn't played for quite some time. But actually having having gone through a, a period of getting fit within the first team, he's he's looking better and better every game. I think ideally we want to keep the team the same as well to keep that momentum going, don't we? If we I can. Think so. Um, but that's so- you don't change a winning team. Have you guys, uh, Nick, what's your score then for Saturday? Uh, I'm going to go with 2-0. Sam? 1-0. I'm going to go 3-2. I think there'll be a lot of goals. Well, I think that's it from me tonight. Is there anything else you want to raise today, Nick? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I've, I've found Twitter quite entertaining the last couple of days <laughs> with all the fallout from Wrexham, Notts County. Um, yeah. you know I think it, it's it, it was first of all I you know I I did have some I flicked it on in 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 and around our game on on Monday and the game itself I've watched some of the highlights it was it was a fantastic game it was a great advert for the game at our level um I was really impressed actually with with Ryan Reynolds and and Rob McElhenney after the game they're 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 very respectful of of everything of the league and I hope that they continue to push for all the same things that they've been pushing for this season in the three up, three down, that kind of thing, when they win the league, because I think they will win the league. Um, but it, it's just been brilliant to watch the Ben Foster was, a, you know, two inches off his line. And then the Wrexham fans come back with, yeah, but the referee blew his whistle. And then the bloke went and, and didn't take the penalty and moved the ball. And just, lads, the, game, the I, game's I actually, gone. I, I, I watched the game uh, and the referee was awful because he, Wrexham should have had so many clear-cut chances in the first half, but he kept giving offsides, which weren't offside. Uh, fouls that, you know, wasn't Kyle, even fouls. Kyle Car- walking penalty Kyle Cameron. Cameron absolutely shoved uh, Mullen over, and sh- that should have been a, a penalty and a, and a booking. Uh, my, my, the, the thing I love the most, and don't get me wrong, he's an outstanding striker, but 41 goal, McCauley Langstaff was too scared to take a penalty when it really mattered. So. <laughs> Did he play? I'm lucky. Yeah, he started, played 490. Did he? I and, didn't see uh, it. <laughs> um, yeah, they should have brought him on. No, they, I'm sorry, but if 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 I was a Notts County fan, I don't care how good he is, he does he deserves fine him a week's wages for not taking that penalty. That's that's absolutely appalling. But you know, what a shame, Kyle. <laughs> what a shame. The yeah. shithousery of Ben Foster as well to put the photograph of all the Notts County penalty takers. And the way he he would dive for them all. Did you see that the picture? <laughs> yeah, see that. I I enjoyed that because that that wound this... that wound the Notts County fans up as well. 
I have this feeling that because I do think Wrexham will win, that Notts County will end up missing out again. I don't know. I just have this feeling because oh, the players when, are just so mad and like when when rarely... Eastley win the playoffs, it's going to yeah. be absolutely. I, I mean, imagine the fact that we could still be in the same division as Notts County next year. I think what what a hundred point Notts County. The the great thing about it is that they'll have to do a complete rebuild. They'll lose half the squad, hundred percent. Langsaf's off. Uh, Rodriguez is out of contract. I reckon Carl Cameron probably get a deal at another National League club. If if anyone else in the football pyramid wears black and white and wants to give him a Range Rover, he'll be, he'll be off. Um, I feel like they can only go on for so long, nearly getting promoted before like they. It's just a natural cycle of things is that they'll stop getting to that position and they'll have well, missed out. Well, yeah, chance, I mean Ro- right? Rodriguez will go. I mean the the only thing that they'll be lucky on is the fact that they'll probably get. Uh, upwards towards a seven-figure sum for Langstaff. They'll, I was you about know, to say they're going to get they're going to get a million quid for Langstaff, which will keep them going for a couple of years. But but then, I, as regardless. I understand it, they're they're the side that are most in debt, the club that are most in debt to their owners, because I think it's to the tune of something like about fourteen million quid that they wow. they owe their owners. Yeah, so, I mean, I felt I think the, well, they've the thrown result, everything at, haven't they? The result on Monday plays into our hands. That's that's the exact result that we wanted. We don't want Wrexham coming to us needing to win. So, um, and um, just want to take note that Sam did actually say he watched the Wrexham Notts County game on Monday when there was another game going on at the same time. <laughs> I'm not paying. I'm not paying attention for a shit stream. <laughs> um, Neither did I. So that's that. I think that's it from <laughs> us. <laughs> um, yeah, I need to go because my dinner's going to get cold. Yeah, that lasagna is going to get very cold. Um, thank you for joining us today, Nick French. Thank you very much. And Sam Druff. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.